the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Okay, come with me to the book of Proverbs 28, verse 20. So let's read it together. One go. A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh his to be rich shall not be innocent. How many of you want to abound with blessings? You want to abound with blessings. You want to abound with blessings. You want to abound with blessings. May you receive abundance of blessings. There is a way to abundance in the kingdom. Somebody said there's a way to abundance in the kingdom. This is a kingdom that works on principles. A lot of people want to prosper. They want to become princes without following principles. You cannot become a principality without rising through principles. It is principles that sets people apart in life. Anybody who goes through life without living his life within a certain set, clearly defined set of principles, can make impact or make live a relevant life. If you must excel and become all that God will have you be, you have to learn to respect and to live your life within a certain defined principles. Somebody say principles. principles. Mixed principalities. Yeah, if you are going to rise up, you need to live your life by principles. Many people don't like a principle, uh, a principled life. Kingdom of God works on principles. Jesus gave us a number of them. He said the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like this. There are lessons for life. And when you engage those lessons, sooner or later it will show you in your life. But if you ignore them too, sooner or later, nemesis will catch up with you. Uh so there are people who are in the kingdom but they are not enjoying the dividends in the kingdom not everybody in the most prosperous nation on the planet the united states fully enjoys the dividends of the united states there are immigrants who go there and they do better than citizens of the united states not everybody in this church fully enjoys the dividends in this ministry there are people who hear us on radio and they are benefiting even much more than people who sit under this ministry not everybody not everybody. That's why you have to be very careful. The Bible says that to him that knoweth good and doeth it not, it's a sin to him. It's a sin to him. When you have been given the right information and you ignore it, your judgment is straighter. The Bible said, Paul said, I did it ignorantly because in a, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So what we do in ignorance, God empowers us with a lot of mercies. But when you intentionally do things, his message will still speak for you, but there are certain consequences you will not be spared. Are you here with me? Somebody say, a faithful man. 
a faithful man shall abound with blessings. But he that maketh his to be rich shall not be innocent. Too many people are in a hurry to receive something that God has not earmarked for them. Yeah, too much in a hurry. Quick, they want it now, here or now. A young man, I think about 25 years or so, started working with Absa Bank under one year, wanted to just get money from everywhere. And that is a sickness with this younger generation. We have huge appetite, but we are not ready for the process. You can't get any valuable product in life without it going through a process. Before you see, uh, what do you call it, uh, a chocolate, when they give you cocoa, raw cocoa to eat the seed is not nice. But before it becomes chocolate, it goes through a lot of processes, a lot of processes, a lot of processes. Here is a generation of people who have a lot of dreams, goals, ambitions, visions. And we feel we can just sleep, wake up the next morning, we are swimming in it. It doesn't work like that. And in the kingdom of God, it doesn't work like that. The reason why this generation of Christians are into miracles so much, and miracles are good. But if you check miracles in the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, they were not the normal order of the day. God didn't do miracles every day. Because that will make people irresponsible. And God does not raise irresponsible kids. Are you here with me? Yeah. He gave them miracles upon miracles, sustained them supernaturally for 40 years in the wilderness. When they got to Canaan, miracle ceased, miracle manna ceased. Why? Because the original principle was that till the land, dress it, and keep it. So immediately it went back. There are seasons when you don't learn to follow principles, you always be praying for miracles, and your life will never see the progress you demand. Because you see, Miracles are done when you can't do anything for yourself. But the Holy Ghost given to you has so empowered you that if you are able to engage the Spirit of God and put it to work, your life will be a sign and a wonder. You will not look for miracles. You yourself, your life will be a sign and a wonder. Mama communicating here. You have to understand that. You are a supernatural being, but you have a role to play in your life. The kingdom of God is like a man traveling in a far country. So I'm talking about the fact that faithfulness pays. Somebody say faithfulness pays. Faithfulness pays. Faithfulness pays. Faithfulness pays. Hardly ever do you find people, particularly in the younger generation, who have worked in a particular place for five years, ten years. After six years, seven years, ten years, they are tired. They want to move on to move on. And they are moving helter scatter, helter scatter. Those who work in the bank is nasty. Helter scatter, helter scatter. There's no sense of loyalty. There's no sense of dedication. There's no sense of commitment whatsoever. But there are people who work at one place. They stay there until they die. I'm not communicating here. You see, the Bible talks about be faithful unto death. Be faithful. Be faithful. I mean, people in the modern day church, somebody was given a, a certain account about uh, church statistics on, on all of that. And he says the average person attends seven different churches in their lifetime. Seven to ten different churches in their lifetime. How can you grow? How can your life matter? How can you be useful to the kingdom of God? Because there is one where this generation lies. Consume. There is one where this generation fears. Commitment. We like to consume, but we don't like to commit. But listen. Nothing ever becomes fruitful without being committed. If you put a seed in the ground and the seed refuses to be committed to the earth, that seed will never, with all the potential in the seed, that seed will die. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Put it down and says, I'm out in the next second. It's gone for good. 
You have to find yourself planted and rooted to be fruitful. Praise the Lord. Yeah, fruitful. I, I meet people all the time. One of the things that sometimes breaks my heart is the, the degree to which, and it, it also shows the hypocrisy in the heart of men, is the degree to which people express desperation about their desire to grow in their work with God, but their unwillingness to do that which is required to make them grow in the knowledge of God. Because anybody who desires to make a degree will find a way to go to an university and begin to study to become it. So how come when you want to be spiritual, the same procedure, you can't use it. You are hypocritical. You don't mean what you are saying. If you really mean it, you will find a way to do it. Are you here with me? Listen, a faithful man abounds with blessings. Somebody say a faithful man abounds with blessings. Many people are unfaithful and they blame their unfaithfulness on God's unwillingness to bless them. God's unwillingness to bless them. But if you check them, they don't have any track record of faithfulness. Faithfulness, 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 faithfulness. He that maketh haste. Somebody say, he that maketh haste. Yeah. So you see, there's a pathway to wealth or prosperity and blessings that is hasty. If you ever meet this man, by the name of Gehazi, ask him how he wanted to be rich. There was a hasty part. There was a faithfulness part. He chose that part and you saw where he ended. It affected his line, his lineage, and his seed. Everybody around him. He that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Second Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to make all grace. Somebody say all grace. All grace. Say all grace. all grace. Say all grace. All say it. All grace. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Somebody say, I receive all grace. I, receive all grace. I abound with all grace. I receive all grace. I abound with all grace. Yeah. This text is very, very, very important. All grace. Somebody say, all grace. All grace. All grace. All grace. All grace. All grace, all grace abound to you that you having all sufficiency in all things will abound unto every good work. Well, let's come to our test quickly. Matthew 25 verse 14 to 30. Matthew 25 verse 14 to 30. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. Going on where? On a long trip. A man going on a long trip. Okay. Long, long trip. Somebody say a long trip. Going on a long trip, he called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Follow it. Trusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave them five bags of silver to one and two bags of silver to another and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on a trip. He was going on a long trip and then he gave talent. This one says he gave money, but really the money was a unit of, the talent that was given was a unit of money. So in, in this context, it's fine. But the money also makes it a bit simplistic because the talent used there, some believe it was the kind of currency that existed at the time. Others believe that it was a means by which money was measured. But it was a measure of wealth that was so much loaded. In fact, a talent is estimated to be worth about 20 years of work. Yeah, talent. One talent. So what he was given, the one talent I was giving him was not something that was so trivial. 
You, you look at it and when you read it in its plain sense, it looks like very, very simple. But it's not. It wasn't simple. Some people believe that, in fact, in our modern day, if it's transposed into our modern day, that talent is about one point something million dollars. That was the man that was giving him. He carried it and buried it. Carried it and buried it. He gave that money. Divided. Look at verse 26, 16. Then the servant who had received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. Go ahead, seven. The servant with two bags of silver went to work and earned two more, 18. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Look there. After a long time, their master returned. Somebody say, after a long time. Do you know that Jesus is gone and he is returning after a long time? Am I communicating to people here? Yeah. He's gone and he's returned after a long time. 2,000 years is a long time. But he's going to return. Praise the Lord. He's going to return. He says after a long time, he called them to give account of how they had used the money, his money. Verse 21. He says, the servant to whom he had entrusted five bars came and reported himself. You gave me five, I've earned five more. Look at this. Verse 21. He said unto him, the master was full of praise. Well done. Well done, good, my good and faithful servant. A lot of hypocritical Christians like to say, me, all I want to hear my maker tell me on the day is well done, good and faithful servant. Very hypocritical. Such people can be in church. They are not committed. They are in church. They don't tithe. And yet they are saying they want to hear well done. The well done was issued to a man who had used money well. Am I communicating here? The well done. The well done that we have used. It was said to a man who had managed something that was giving him very well. Okay. He says, you've been faithful in handling this small amount. Can you imagine? Now, the one who had five... The man sees it as small amount because what he gave him, he can call it small amount because what he had in his possession was much more than what he gave him. What he gave him. If one talent is worth about a million dollars, you can imagine five talents how much it will be worth. But he called it small amount because he has so much. You have no idea. God is able to make all grace abound to you. That you always, having all sufficiency in all things, will abound unto every good work. God is able. Somebody say God is able. <laughs> but you won't see that ability of God until the principles required are followed. The man was full of praise. You've been faithful over this. I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Go to uh, 24. Then the servant one back came and said, Master, I knew you were a husband. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. Verse 25, I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. And here you are. Look here. Here is your money. Then he says, what? But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested, I harvested crops I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate. Verse 27. Why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Verse 28. He says, then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. Verse 29. He said, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. This is a principle of life. And they will have abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Okay? Even that which they have will be taken 
away then he says now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth verse yes where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth okay so that looks like hell for you but that's not what it is amen uh-huh. that is not hell so those of us who have used it to preach hell on people let's be careful that's not hell amen yeah they said the master will not cast his servants into hell praise the lord that's not it but it's it it depicts a place of deep and profound regret regret that you you can never recover from that's that, that's the kind of thing that happens where you meet the master on the day of accountability and you look at how much opportunity was given you how much privileges were given you and how little you use them or how abusively you put them to use that is what it is going to is suggesting by it's not hell i mean that's not for this teaching okay so we started by looking at abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship somebody say abounding with blessings say abounding with blessings blessings. through faithful stewardship okay abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship and we started by saying the fact that everything belongs to god somebody say everything belongs to god say i belong to god my mind belongs to god my legs belong to god my heart belongs to god everything i have is god's everything belongs to god if everything belongs to god then we followed it up then we are stewards of everything and possessors of nothing somebody say i'm a steward of everything possessor of nothing i'm a steward of everything possessor of nothing ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 15 he said we leave this word just as we entered it with nothing in spite of all the work there is in that in, in spite of all the work there is nothing we can take with us turn to your neighbor and say ask the person did you hear that yeah. <laughs> nothing you can take nothing i can take uh, first Timothy puts it in the same context so we said we are stewards of everything somebody say i'm a steward of everything possessor of nothing i'm a steward of my car i'm a steward of my children i'm a steward of my intelligence i'm a steward of my bank account i own nothing praise the lord yeah your relationship with god you must see it like that number three is good stewards okay good stewards and that's what we started with last week and we are going to continue so we said number one you are a possessor god owns everything number two you are a steward and number three the question is what kind of steward would you be all right so what kind of steward are you going to be it's not a matter or not whether you are a steward or not that one because god created you and for you is born again because he redeemed you you are a steward automatically god owns you on two dimensions by letting christ to die for you to redeem you and then by creating you he owns you on those two forms so you have no say in the matter but what kind of steward are you going to be because that is where you have a choice you don't have a choice whether you be a steward or not that is settled but you have a choice whether you be a good steward or a bad steward that is where a lot of people make the wrong choice so last week we started exploring who a steward is and we said a steward is one who protects and expands the resources of another a steward is one who expands protects and expands 
the resources of another. He does not just protect it, but he expands it. He puts it into profitable use. But the time the, the, the owner comes, the owner is full of praise because a lot has been done. A steward is a trustee. Somebody say, a steward is a trustee. That's somebody who can be trusted. A steward is a keeper. A steward is a caretaker. A steward is a good manager. A steward is what? A manager. A steward is a manager. In this service, I share four truths about good stewardship with you. Four truths about good stewardship. Somebody say four truths about good stewardship. The first truth about good stewardship is that good stewardship begins with the acknowledgement of God as creator and owner of everything. It begins. Somebody say it begins. Uh-huh. It begins with the acknowledgement of God as creator and owner of everything. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. It is he that giveth thee power to get. Where are you going to get wealth from? He has put wealth here. And he gives you the power to get it. So God does not give us money. He gives us the power to get it. Because the money he has already put here. Are you here with me? Yeah. So, it begins when you acknowledge God from your heart. And you see, this acknowledgement is not a mental acknowledgement. It's a behavioral acknowledgement. By your behavior, by your disposition, by your trust, and by your relationship with resources, you are simply saying, Lord, you own it. Because what I'm teaching is one thing hearing that, oh, God owns everything. Because there are many people who actually know that they didn't come to the earth by themselves. God created them. But this morning, as I'm teaching, they are preparing to go to an immutual joint, to drink Guinness, and do all kinds of things. Yeah, so, they mentally can ascend to the fact that God made them, but they are not deliberately and consciously acting on that belief. And you see, the belief you have, which does not affect your behavior, is fake. Any genuine belief will affect the way you behave. And that's what we are talking about in Titus. Anything you strongly believe in, you will make sure that you behave likewise. You cannot be a passionate follower of Manchester and you are not following their games. It's not true. You follow their games. Their losses hit you. When they are down, sometimes those who are very, very, very passionate, they can even cry. There are people who skip meals. Because their, their, their team has lost. And yet, when church declares a fast, they can't skip a meal. Kana. Kana. Very, very kana. Somebody say, good stewardship. Yeah, good stewardship. One, he owned the servant. He gave them the treasure. He gave them everything. They were his servants, and then he gave them the money. All they needed to do was to acknowledge. In fact, even the wicked one acknowledged that he was the owner. Do you remember that? The wicked one. The wicked one acknowledged that he is the owner. There you have your money. So the money is yours. But he felt it was just about the money. He didn't know it was about his life. The man says, I'm going, I'm going for a long time. Good stewardship begins. Somebody say it begins from here. First, first Corinthians number four, verse seven. He said, What is it that you have that you didn't receive? What is it that you have? You go to school, they say you are very bright too. You can be a, a, a great doctor. You can be a great architect. You can become a great banker. And you say, yeah. <laughs> Madam, I'm sorry, it's not in your house. It is God who giveth to all men liberally and abraded not. I'm not communicating here. Yeah. My father was a shark. My mother was a shark. My siblings are shark. That's why the shark there is in our DNA. Who put it in your DNA? 
Praise the Lord. What is it that you have that you did not receive? What makes you different from another? And what do you have that you didn't receive? And now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as you did not receive it? Why do you act like you didn't receive it? Psalm 89 verse 11, ESV version says this. He said, the heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you founded them. Somebody say, the heavens are yours. The The earth is yours also. The The world and all that is in it. May I ask you, are you part of those in the earth? Are you part of those on the, in the world? Are, is your business part of those in the world? Everything in the world belongs to God. So acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge him as such. It, that's where it starts from. Everything you do, that's where it starts from. I own nothing. Some of you have gotten diseases at your age you should not get. Because it's all about ownership. When you own nothing in life, it's very easy to live. Am I here? Yeah. When, when you own nothing in life, it's very easy to live. Very, very easy to live. You live a very comfortable life. Somebody can leave church because he gave money to somebody and the person didn't pay the money back. Yeah. <laughs> but if I owe something, like for instance... I own this thing is mine, but it belongs to God. If you take it, who will deal with you? God deals with you. So do I have any worries and cares? Not at all. I have no business taking somebody to no book or whatever. No, 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 no. I have no business. I have no business. I don't waste my time. I have no business at all. It touched my matter. You see, the safest place to keep your possessions and treasures is in the hands of God, not with you. It's because we, we've not understood this. Nobody takes advantage of a genuine believer who is conscious that God owns him and goes scot-free. You can't cheat me and go scot-free. No. I will not worry myself and waste resources on you. But there's a higher power who knows how to deal with you. And I will not pray that he deals with you because my intelligence is too small. He knows how to deal with you much better than I would want him to. Am I communicating here? That's it. You, are, you, you flow with ease. You live life with ease. No depression. No... How, how can you meet somebody and your heart is beating? Your, your pressure has gone up suddenly because of money. Which you came to meet and you will leave behind. <laughs> oh, Pastor, if you behave like that, people will cheat you. It's because you don't know who I'm in partnership with. If they can cheat God, let them cheat me. I'm not communicating here. Yeah. But if you are not willing, you, you, if you think that God is not smart enough to defend himself, that's why Gamali told them. He said, if this God is God, he will defend himself. But if he's not God, let's leave him alone. Don't try to help God. Don't sit in church and when something happens between you and somebody, you say, Am I communicating here? Yeah, because you, you, are, you are a disgrace to the faith. You are a disgrace to the faith. That's completely out. If your God can't fix it, and because usually, and I'll show you a scripture very soon, because usually, most of the time, the people who can stay in church and call Antonia Ma is because they don't know God in the first place. They don't know God. And they don't like the ways of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? They don't like the ways of God. First Chronicles 29, verse 10 to 14. First Chronicles 9, verse 10 to 14. 
Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And please follow this very closely because many people are not conscious of this. There was a man who felt he owned everything and God shocked him in a, a very short time. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly and David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Verse 11, he says, Yours. Somebody say, Yours. yours. Say, Yours. Shout it aloud, yours. yours. Yours is what? The greatness. The, the victory. For all that is in heaven and earth is yours. Yours is what? Oh Lord, and you are exalted as head over. Head over. Head over. Both riches and what? Honor come from you. And you reign over all. In your hand is what? In your hand is it to make? Verse 13. Verse 14. But who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to offer willingly? For all things come from you and of your own all things come from you. That's what David can give. When they were building the temple, David gave over and above because he understood that everything came from him. Can you imagine how this man ended? The Bible said, and David died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor. He wasn't broke. Living life like that did not make him broke. It didn't end him as a broke man at the end of his life. Good old age, full of days, riches and honor. What was his secret? Consciousness of the fact that he owned nothing. Consciousness of the fact that everything he is, the greatness he, he had, the possession, the power he accumulated, all of it came from him. All of it came from him. Not a single one of them. Verse 26 to 29. Let's see it. This, this is how he started and this is how he ended. David. David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. I want to see because you see, the end of a matter is better than the beginning. Most of the time, people think that they are smart. You are not smart. And very soon you see it. You are not smart at all. If it's a kingdom you are in, you are not smart. If you are not following kingdom principles, you are off. He said, David reigned over Israel. Oh, verse 27. And the period that David reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron. And three years reigned in Jerusalem. Verse 28. Let's go. He died in what? A good old age. Full of days. Riches. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. Yeah. That's, that's David. Good old age. What was his lifestyle? Everything I have is God's. Everything I owe is God's. I'm telling you, good stewardship, that's where it begins from. Good stewardship begins from there. Number two, good stewardship includes, but not limited to money. It includes money, but not limited to money. Good stewardship includes, but not limited to money. Good stewardship includes, but not limited to money. It includes. Somebody say it includes. But not limited to money. Of course, money is an important factor in, the, in our stewardship program. But money is not all there is. There's so much to good stewardship. And among many things, good stewardship involves your money. Good stewardship involves your body. Somebody say my body. Say my body. Yeah. Good stewardship involves your body. First Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 to 10. 
First Corinthians chapter six. Yeah, yes. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Look at that. Is the temple of what? Who is where? Where is the Holy Ghost? Where is the Holy Ghost? Where is the Holy Ghost? Whom you have from God, and you are not your. You are not your. You are not your. Now, if you understand goosey worship, you will never smoke in your life. You will never smoke in your life. You will never smoke it. Because you know this body is not your own. When you go to the airport, they tell you we don't smoke here. There are places you don't smoke. Am I communicating here? Even in hotels, you go there, they tell you this place you don't smoke there. In the hotel room, if you smoke there and you don't deal with it, some proper hotels, they will deal with you. Am I communicating here? It's important you understand this. Your body is not your own. You can't go and have sex because you feel like having sex. Your body is not your own. Yeah. Your body is... He said your body is not your own. It is not your own. That's it. That's why this body must be taken care of. You can't work your body and not suffer the consequences of it. It's not your own. The reason why I take care of my body, I jog, I exercise, I bath twice every day. Am I communicating? I'm telling you something. Yeah, I do all of that because I know this body belongs to God. And God will ask me one day what I did with all of this body. You are wasting away. There are a number of people, they died before their time, not because God called them home, but they didn't manage their body well. They didn't manage their body well. I was speaking to a man about two weeks ago, and he was telling me, blah, 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 blah. I said, I told you last year, take a break and rest. If you don't take care, you, you will not hit the next 60 years. Africans don't understand rest. Yeah. And yet we are poor. So what, what is it? Yeah. Because when you are able to rest and rest well, you are more productive. Those who take some time off to rest, they come up more productive. Sunday you come to church and when you close church, you will still go and be doing all of those things you are, you are doing. There is no day in the week where you take for yourself, you concentrate and you relax your body. Some of you go to uh, 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 when we open your shoes now, <laughs> your, your, your toenails. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You can't wear sandals because your toenails are gone. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You will give account of your body. You will give account of your body. So don't take your body for granted. Don't take your body for granted. Your spirit never gets tired, but your body does get tired. The Bible says, have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the universe, fainted not, neither is he weary. And you are made in the image of God, that spirit, so you faint not. You faint not in your spirit. The spirit, that's what the Bible says. If you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is weak. And that, that weakness has to do with spirit that has not been attended to for a very long time. So you have a responsibility. Not everybody will hit 80 years. And it's not God who has destined it to be so. It's because you have a responsibility to take care of your body. Am I communicating here? Yeah, God can give you 80 years. And when we come to stewardship of time, you will even appreciate it much more. God will give you 80 years, but it's not guaranteed that you spend 80 years. You have a responsibility. If you decide to kill yourself over speeding, God will not stop it. When you step on an accelerator, it goes 150. Now you are cruising. 150, they are cruising. 
you must understand that death is coming closer to you. It's not witches, it's not wizards, it's irresponsibility, stupidity, and foolishness on display. Am I complicated here? You listen, understand this very well. Listen, you have you you get to heaven and God will ask you, Why have you come so early? Why are you here so early? Why are you here so early? There were so many things I would have you do, but you missed it. Why are you here so early? Why are you here so early? Somebody say your time. No, no, your time. Your time. I mean, at the beginning of the year, I did a, a full blood count and they were telling me some things. I said, no, these things don't belong to my body. You cannot. I had to adjust my schedule, my diet, everything. And as I speak, everything is normal. Yeah, because listen, Satan cannot kill me before my time. The Bible says something in Ecclesiastes. It helped me a lot. I used to drive crazy speed. I still do if I have to. Yeah, but that's not the norm. Before, before, my default mood was speed. Speed. In fact, when I, I learned how to drive, in fact, the first week of my drive, I had an accident. And it was all because of speeding. But one day I was reading scripture and the Bible says, uh, be not wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why should you die before your time? Neither, do not be wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why should you die before your time? So I realized that full death, premature death is one of two things, foolishness or wickedness. I'm a child of God, so I can be a wicked person. But I can be a foolish a Christian. Because the Bible says, do not be foolish, but understanding the will of the Lord. Do you remember the letter was written to Ephesian Christians? And then the ten, the ten virgins, five of them were wise. They were all virgins. Five of them were wise. Five of them were foolish. And so you could be a good Christian, but a foolish one. Yeah. Not every Christian is wise. Not every Christian is wise. And that is the difference between why some Christians prosper, others don't prosper. Because wisdom is a principal key. Yeah. If you go through life and your solution to life's problems is prayer, the key, the prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the only key. Jesus, you, you have fed already. Some of the things, it's not prayer, it's just a nice perfume. It can make a lot of difference. Am I communicating here? It's not prayer. It's not prayer at all. You are taking a, a, a lady out, you are visiting a lady, and your body is smelly, you've not taken care of it. And you are bringing this scent to the house. And you expect that the favor of God will speak for you. No, 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 no. The negative scent on your body is so strong than the favor of God. It will override the favor. It will not work. Understand this. Listen. You have to walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Don't be a foolish Christian. Walk in wisdom. A Christian who prays well should be a wise Christian. So if you meet a Christian, he knows how to pray, 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 but they are foolish. They can't manage themselves. Put a few things together. Say, my body. my body. Yeah, take care of your body. Take care of your body. Eat when you are supposed to eat. Fast when you are supposed to fast. All of that are very important. You see, there are some risks you can take when you are young, but if you, you, you cross a certain age bracket, you have to be very careful. Are you here with me? And if you learn those things too early, I was telling mommy, there are many things I knew I had read, but I didn't actively engage them. But you see, because that risk was taken for Christ, 
that risk will be taken care of. For his law. Yeah. I'm not teaching on self-preservation. I'm teaching on managing your body with wisdom. Yeah. The Christian is not the one who is seeking to preserve his life. Because the Bible says, whosoever will preserve his life will lose it. Yeah. Whosoever will seek to preserve his life will lose it. So the Christian is not the one who goes about and everything, I want to, I don't want to take no risk at all. You are already lost. But when you are intentionally putting your body in harm's way, that one, be very careful. Be very, very careful. If you can afford STC or what do you call it, and you decide you go with 207 or whatever 7, sprinter, and they rush you to your grave. Don't expect that we'll come and say, ah, what a shock. We won't say what a shock. We'll say what a foolishness. Number two is your time. Somebody say my time. Listen, time is something that I treasure so much and I have. God has given me some depth of revelation about. Teach us to number our days. Abilities and gifts. Somebody say my abilities and gifts. Your environment. When will Galam say stop? When our leaders become leaders. Our environment. The Bible says, Genesis 2 verse 15. The Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden to ten and to watch over it. Not to destroy it. Somebody say watch over it. Yeah. Jeremiah 2 7. He says, I brought you into a plentiful land to enjoy its fruit and good things. But when you entered, you defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. Can you imagine? Gave us a good land. Good land. Africa according to recent uh, statistics, has the greatest uh, portion of arable lands in the world, Africa. But that, that will soon change because the rate at which Galamse is everywhere is a very serious matter. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Very, very serious matter. And no agreement is made between the people who do it to get the land in shape. I'm not communicating here. Afterwards, now, number six, relationships. Somebody say relationships. relationships. Yeah, you, are, you have to be steward the relationship God gives you very carefully. Your words. Somebody say, I am a steward of my words. Say, I'm a steward of my words. Uh -huh. So, when we talk about stewardship, it's not just about giving. But if you don't manage this aspect of your life well, most other things will not work. There are some people, if they will learn to manage their tongue well, they will be promoted a long time ago in their job. Yeah. But the same position they want to get into is the same position they are talking down the occupant now. The one who is in the office you want to sit someday, you are talking him down. How can God bring you there? How can God bring you there? You don't. You don't. The Bible says, I say unto you, every idle word that you shall speak, they will give account of it. Somebody say account. Uh -huh. You will give account of it someday. So if you have nothing to say, shut up. Tell your neighbor, if you have nothing to say, shut up. Yeah, because there are some people they have nothing to say. The only thing they are saying is gossip. You know there are some people they have a way of getting information from you, not because they care, but because they want to gossip with it. Yeah, they can get into you, find a way to get into you, find a way to demonstrate all that sense of care. And once you pour yourself out, like Delilah. Off they go. They just pour it out. And listen, you have to learn to discipline your tongue. Praise the Lord. Everybody look at me here. Learn to discipline your tongue. If somebody has not told you, tell this matter. Don't tell it. Are you here with me? Yeah, very, very important. 
Very important. Trust is broken. Confidences are broken in the house of God. People open up about a weakness, a challenge in their life. And by the time they realize they have been hurt so bad that they, they don't even feel, they don't have a sense of belonging in the house of God anymore. Why should that be? You see, there are things we do to Christians that God does not take lightly at all. The Bible says, if you, be, you put a stumbling block in one of these children, your own, it's like putting a meal, a, a, a stumbling, a, this, on, around your neck and getting yourself drowned in the ocean. It's a very serious matter. Things that God takes very, very seriously. Number three, good stewardship will always be rewarded by God in time and eternity. Somebody say good stewardship. Say good stewardship. Will always be rewarded by God. In time and eternity. Say in time and eternity. Yeah, good stewardship will always be rewarded. Good stewardship will always be rewarded. Somebody say good stewardship. Will always be rewarded. In time and eternity. Not everybody lives long because they prayed for long life. Some people live long simply because they manage their body well. It's a reward God gives. It's a reward. It's a reward. It's a reward. If you want to live long, one of the things you must master is even your tongue. The Bible says, Who is he that loveth life that he may see many days? Let him keep his tongue from speaking God and from his ways. From, that is the book of Peter. It's there. You can find it there. So, Time and eternity. Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give unto every man according as his work shall be. In this life, if you are faithful, God will bless you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. If you are, if you are a good steward in this life, who gets promoted on the job? It's not the one who speaks in tongues. It's the one who is very diligent and faithful on the job. That's all. Who will you promote in your office? Who will you promote in your office? Not the one who is diligent. Bible says, listen, the law of diligence states that when you see a man diligent in his business, he cannot hang around uh, chickens. Or uh, uh, what? The small, small one, what do you call them? Chicks. Abby, yeah. You will not be around them. You will be far. You have been given a job. You come when you want. You leave when you want. It is mercy that has kept them from firing you. And that mercy will soon finish. Yeah. Because you, can't, you don't work like that. You don't work at your convenience. You work at the behest of your boss. I'm not communicating here. Yeah. Good stewardship will always be rewarded. When he came, he said, you've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Now, the point I want to drive home this morning, I want you to get it and get it very well. Is that rewards for good stewardship comes in the process of time. And that is where faithfulness is tested. It comes in the process of time. The process of time. The process of time. The process of time. Get rich quick schemes are not kingdom schemes. Get promoted tomorrow are not kingdom schemes. Please hear me and hear me very well. Get rich schemes are not kingdom schemes. Get promoted tomorrow are not kingdom matters. It takes a long time. The Bible says now after a long time. After a long time. Look at that. It's there. Matthew 25, 19. After a long time, their master returned from their trip and called them to account. The accountability does not just start tomorrow. It, it takes a long time. Long time. 
Long time. Long time. Why are you doing the wrong thing? It takes a long time. Why are you doing the right thing? It takes a long time. But at the end of the long time, accountability will start. You are stealing. It takes a long time. You'll be stealing small, 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 small. From your childhood, food in the fridge, you go and pick. After a long time, you'll become an armed robber. And accountability will catch up with you someday. After a long time. Somebody say, after a long time. Yeah, after a long time. People start work tomorrow, and after a few years, they want to build a house. They want to buy a land. You are a thief. Where are you getting that kind of money from? You're going to black money. Am I communicating here? After a long time, after a long time, can this generation simply understand that there's something called a long time? That's a long time. It takes a long time for things to happen. It takes a long time for people to become successful. As a business person, as a Christian, it takes a long time. So please understand, God is a God of process and he will not sidestep the required process because of you. Because he doesn't want to bring you to a place where you'll be a disgrace to his name. The name of God is more important than anything. It's important than your promotion. It's important than your, your greed. It's important than your self-promotion. It's important to anything that you can ever think of. And God will always go to every extent to protect it. Let me show you a scripture here. After a long time. Somebody say after a long time. Yeah, after a long time. After a long time. After a long time. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 13 to 14. He said, because the sentence against evil work is not executed speedily. Because a sentence against evil work is not as... Therefore, the heart of the sons of men are fully set to do evil. Because when the wrong thing is being done, you are chopping God's money. You are not investing in his kingdom. You are not making time to advance his cause. And you are living that life consistently over a long time. Because you are not seeing the effect now, you think the effect will never be there. But it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. When the effect begins to show, you will be shocked that you have made a mistake. Go to verse 12. Though a sinner, now follow this, though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days are prolonged, yet I know surely that it will not be well with those who fear. I know surely it will be well with those who fear God, who fear before him. He's telling you, while the sinner is progressing in his misdeeds, in his misbehavior, and he's still making progress because that is what it is. Most of the time, people have a difficulty when they say a sinner prospering. It is normal. But the end is what matters. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Am I talking to somebody here? He said, he prolongs and it's like everything is okay. <laughs> Those who fear the Lord and they also continue to fear the Lord in a very long time. I know it will be well with them. I know. The Bible says, say ye to the righteous. It shall be well with him and he shall eat the fruit of his labor. God is a just God. I hear with me. God is a just God. It's a matter of time. Most people, one of the things you need to cultivate and to build up in your work with God is the discipline to continue with God without growing weary. So, any time scripture talks about, particularly in the New Testament, when it talks about rewards, it is always attached to not growing weary. It's always attached to not growing weary. When you grow weary, you miss it. When you grow weary, you miss it. You grow weary, you miss it. And that weariness will be tested. I mean, how can I bring you to my office and appoint you to be so-and-so and I have not known you, I have not tested you? No, 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 no. The people who, who are taken to highest positions are usually people who have been tested and proven. And until you are proven, God will not position you. 
A lot of people are looking for positions. Jesus asked uh, them, James and John, he said, Can, let us sit in this position. He said, have you been proven? Can you drink what I've, I've drunk? Can you really endure the suffering I'm going to suffer to be in this place? If you must be here, you must endure. Am I communicating here? A lot of us, I want to be a millionaire. The disciplines that millionaires endure, are you ready to do it? Are you ready to do it? Are you ready to do it? <laughs> Look at this. James chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of our Lord. Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and had long patience. I like this translation. He has long patience for it. When you sow a seed today, you don't have this tomorrow. Am I communicating here? Yeah, you don't have this tomorrow. The seeds you will have this tomorrow are not there. I don't know. I Greek with all its development and listen. I don't think they have come to a point where you sow today and reap tomorrow. But that is what this instant generation wants. And I tell you, the longer it takes to see the fruit of the tree you are planted, the more valuable the, the fruit of the tree is. Have you seen that? Cocoa is not produced in two years. It will not give you fruit in two years. But when it begins to give you fruit, you will enjoy the fruit for a very long time. Are you here with me? Yeah. You, you enjoy it for a long time. For a long time. For a long time. For a long time. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember, remember this. Remember the great reward it brings. Now go to verse 36. Let's read it together. One go. Patient endurance is what you need. So that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Look at that. You will continue to do his will. Many start. Like I'm teaching on tight. I'm teaching on all this. Some, of, some people will start. Almost, almost every time. Once we, we finish a teaching like this. A lot of people initiate the process. Just after one month, two months, then they go back. <laughs> they, are, they are hoping to hit a jackpot. It doesn't work like that with God. It doesn't work like that. And listen, some pastors may not tell you, but I will tell you. It doesn't work like that with God. You need to be tried and tested. Galatians 6, 7 to 9. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that he shall what? Now go, go ahead. Let's read it. verse 8. He says... He who sowed to his flesh out of the flesh with corruption, he that sowed to his spirit out of the spirit with eternal life. Let us not be what? Verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season. Do you see that? Read that. In due what? Season. In due season. You shall what? Reap if you faint not. Look at that. You reap if you faint. Why are you not reaping? God is not unfaithful. God is not unrighteous. You fainted along the way. I'm not communicating here. 2 Thessalonians 3.13 But as you, brethren, do not grow weary in well doing. Revelation is the last book. I know your works. You are led by your patience that you cannot bear those who are evil and you have tested those who say they are apostles and are found to be liars. Verse 3. Look at verse 3. He says, And you have persevered and have patience have labored for my name's sake and have not become what? Have not become what? Have not become weary. That is how God works. God works. God works and rewards in the process of time. Listen. Whatever you have started, continue. Whatever good thing you have started. In the book of 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, he said, be steadfast. Somebody say, be steadfast. Say, be steadfast. Yeah, be steadfast. 
immovable. First Corinthians 15, 58. Be steadfast, immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Not in and out. Not conveniently. A lot of people are very convenient. Let me tell you. In the natural, if for instance, you want to save, and you save when you feel like saving, you save if you don't feel like saving, you will never see money in your account. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Yeah. If you want to save and see that there is results from your savings, you have to do it consistently. And sometimes while you are going to put the money there, there is a need in your life, but you need to put it there. But a lot of people can do that when it has to do with themselves. But when it has to do with kingdom, they can't. And they miss it out. Because seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you. I pray that God will give you wisdom. I pray that the grace to be doer of the word will be upon you. There are things you have started, you have not continued. I pray that grace will come upon you. That you will continue and excel in it. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus. And I pray that those who have faithfully done so, may God who is faithful honor your faith. May God who is faithful reward your faith. May God who is faithful increase and enlarge you. So it shall be in your life. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. No.